0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This could be the weirdest episode we've ever had. Not even going to sugarcoat it. We're getting weird. We will be comparing players in fantasy to things literally anything food people places you name it all while giving you fantasy advice for each player ladies and gentlemen let's get weird on another episode of the breakout football podcast on the believe network sponsored by link I'm Zach Cohen of the Draft Network, alongside the esteemed Cole Topham of Chargers Wire. Last week on the show, I promised we'd do something uh, interesting this week. And Cole, I don't know about you, but I think this qualifies for what we're going to do, that it's pretty darn unique. We're going to get a little weird. What, What do you think?
1: Yeah, I remember being on the edge of my seat, hearing what you cooked up. And I'm sure it's, I mean, I found out soon after the show, but it's been a week our listeners have been able to find out what we're doing so i'm sure they are equally on the edge of their seat as well zach
0: well to help us compare these fantasy football players to whatever our young minds desire there was only one person who could help us out better than anyone you may know him from twitter or from his uh interesting take on nachos please welcome back to the show our good friend luke Sawhook. luke what is going on my man
2: What's up, boys? Uh, I'm glad I got the call for this episode. I feel like I'm the man for the job. I got some great picks coming your way with the player comps, and I'm ready to get started. Awesome.
0: Well, we each have, combined between us, we have nine players. We each have three players to compare. We all know the players. It's written in our outline, but we don't know what we're comparing to, so who knows? Maybe we'll all compare. The funny uh... thing
2: about this, deck is when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be like okay, first player should be this thing and then give it a comparison or like second player should be this thing and give it a comparison. But it's literally just like, okay, uh, first player is this, second player is that, third player is that. So it's just like straight yep. up very open. And so it should yeah. be interesting.
0: Who knows? Maybe we all like compared tight ends to pastries or something. Like it's, we're, we're a lot of room to be abstract and creative. You're like, just me alone. I have a comparison. My three comparisons. I've got a TV show. I've got a food and I've got a place. So we're getting weird. That that face you gave me, Luke, that genuine reaction, that's exactly what I wanted. So why don't we start, Luke, your first fantasy football player comparison. You chose this player. You can compare him to anything. Let's hear what it is and why.
2: Sure. So I'll, I'll, I'll preface a spoiler warning. So all three of my players are food because I feel like this is on brand for me. The uh, <laughs> so first... Uh, I got Ezekiel Elliott running back for the Dallas Cowboys. And his comp for me was leftover pizza. Uh, I, I think <laughs> that, you know, Zeke has lost a little bit of his luster in the fantasy community. He's lost a little bit of the shine. Uh, but I think I still love him. He's only 26. i sure he has a lot of mileage on the body there. But I honestly am not too concerned. I actually work for a uh, injury related sports website now doing social media, uh, sports with a pro football doc. And he's not too concerned about Zeke, actually. Um, I think he thinks that he's in for, uh, in for a bit of a bounce back year. I think that Zeke's injuries aren't really going to hold him back as much people as much as people expect it to. Um, I, I give him the comp for leftover pizza because, you know, it's like a day or two old. I, it's like a, a few days old pizza. It's like no one really wants to eat it at that point. But like, if you pop that bad boy in the air fryer or the oven, not the microwave, never microwave leftover pizza, kids. It's always air fryer or oven. Um, and, you know, Zeke will be delicious, man. I, I think he's going to be good, especially at his cost. I don't have his ADP pulled up in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he's at least outside of the top 15 running backs. Uh, and he will most likely return at a bare minimum top 20 value. Uh, he's extremely, extremely safe. And that's what the kind of players I'm looking for in the first few rounds of fantasy. I'm very risk-averse. Um, and I think Zeke has as high upside as anybody. And I feel like he's about as safe as anybody. So the comp for Zeke is leftover pizza. Left pizza? No, uh, leftover pizza. <laughs> A little gross, but ultimately still delicious. At the end
0: of the day, I had leftover pizza today. Didn't even have it as as like a meal. I just had it as a as a snack. I'm gonna eat
2: it for dinner after this show's done, dude. I have it sitting over there.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) any any (laughs) toppings or just like plain? Uh, pepperoni, mushroom. That's my that's my preferred pie. Oh yeah, ah man, I can't not much. I'm over a
1: like a sausage and onion type guy. I like that.
0: Sausage and onion is a weird combo. Chicken, chicken, bacon, black olives. Do it. Trust me. I can't do the mushrooms. Are we, before we move on, are we a pineapple on pizza podcast? Thumbs up. I'm all for it. Okay. I'm thumbs up. I'm all for it.
2: I'm okay with it. I'll never, I would never order it, order it for myself, but if it's present, I will eat it.
0: That's yeah. That's exactly my thoughts. All right. So we got one player down. We got our thoughts on pizza, which is great. This is exactly the type of conversation we needed to have here on BFP. Cole, your first player comp and whatever the hell you decided to compare him to.
1: Okay. Uh, let me set the scene for you. You walk in to a trampoline place. It's uh, your your local, like, seventh grade birthday party. Kids are screaming. There's soda on the well, floor. Why is it
2: always a seventh grade birthday party at the trampoline place? I, I don't Do you know. That know? Like, that just popped into my mind grade. immediately.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so you walk in. Uh, you have, like, your present. You're clutching it like a pearl bag, and you go in. To, uh, to put the present on the table where all the other presents are. And you look at the food that you're going to eat later, right? And you have your, your soda, your pizza, um, yeah, maybe some some cinnamon rolls. And there, cast off to the side, is that unwanted veggie tray that you know, like, o- only the adults are going to eat that, right? That right there is Nick Chubb, because Nick Chubb is in a per- particular spot with his ADP where... It's like you should take Nick Chubb, but there's so many other attractive options that could pay off um, above Nick Chubb's potential that you're enticed and you have to use your entire draft clock to decide if you want Nick Chubb or another running back. So for example, like Nick Chubb or Najee Harris, Nick Chubb or Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb or Javante Williams. Like it's never a no-brainer choice to pick Nick Chubb over any of those backs. And so that's why uh, it's like... The veggie trades like unwanted, right? You Nick Chubb is right at your fingertips, and yet you are looking for other options, and so that's why I, I've compared Nick Chubb to the veggie tray. So
2: Cole, I gotta ask, do you guys have rankings?
1: Um, I personally don't. Zach has has best ball rankings on the Draft Network, right. but I have not done my rankings Zach, yet. Do
0: you know where you have Nick Chubb for this season? Just I curious. can tell you in like twenty seconds. Perfect, to well, stall for you. Yeah, stall uh, for me so- while I do that.
2: In my rankings, uh, they're over on Fantasy Pros if anyone ever wants to look. Uh, I have Redraft and Dynasty published there.
0: Um,
2: I just tinkered with them a ton today. Uh, I have Chubb sitting at RB9, uh, which is kind of surprising, (laughs) but I really like him, honestly. I have Taylor, McCaffrey, Henry, Eckler, Najee at 5, Cook at 6, Mixon at 7, Swift at 8, and then Chubb coming in at 9. I think, mm-hmm. I don't think he's as gross as a veggie tray in my eyes, but in the eyes of the public, I totally understand.
0: I have him and this is best ball. So I think redraft would, I'd probably bump him down a little bit just because like he at least has that high upside that you want in a running back and best ball. I have him as RB 11. I kind of have him in the tier of like the Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, James Conner tier. I have, oh, where him... do you
2: have David Montgomery?
0: i Ooh, have Dave montgomery one spot below chubb i think he's just like grossly underestimated so really? i would say he's my veggie tray even though i wouldn't touch a veggie tray so maybe more like uh maybe more like 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 a bucket of popcorn at like the chuck e cheese okay. parties well, here, he why could be so the veggie I'm tray montgomery? but
1: he'll be the carrots of the veggie tray
0: okay i, I yeah yeah carrots are are fine for me zach I'm not a huge – I love Montgomery as a player. I do think
2: he's really underrated. I have him at RB21. I probably will be drafting a lot of him. I do like him. I just – I don't know. I I think the offense as a whole this year is going to stink for Chicago. I think it's going to be really, really ugly. I think they're putting Fields in a terrible situation this year, and then they're waiting for 2023 to load up with weapons and have all that salary cap and really try to, like, start to turn things around. And I think that since they have such few weapons – you're going to see a lot of loaded boxes for Montgomery, and it's going to give him a harder time on the ground. Um, But that being said, though, I mean, he feels a lot like Josh Jacobs to me. You know, he's a bell cow guy, gets a heavy workload, really cheap. I like Monty. I just don't know if he can get the upper echelon upside this year.
0: I think the thing that sells me on Montgomery, and I'm glad we're having this type of conversation because this is exactly what it was designed for. Uh, he missed a few games, but he was RB, he was RB 21. So that's exactly where you have him uh, you for go. the upcoming season. The usage, I mean, everything you said is true, but also you can apply a lot of that to how it was last season. So, like, assuming let's assume that like if the offense is somewhat similar in the fact that he's not really getting a lot of help, he's getting the boxes stacked. I mean, Justin Fields is taking away rushing ability. That's all there. But I think what really sells me on him being at least closer to his ceiling in my rankings and perhaps like, your rankings is that we've seen him produce really well i mean from weeks 11 to week 18 on he was he was an rb1 in fantasy so there's that not much is changing for overall from this season personnel wise so i can still see him having a similar situation where even if he is getting fed and the defenses are zoning in on him he can still find ways to produce because he's still seeing the ball a ton i think he was fourth in rb snap rates and all the other running backs in like the top like eight or nine or something specific like that were all RB ones like overall throughout the season and I think it's about time like Montgomery at least matches his production a little bit more with his usage that's that's my David Montgomery ran maybe it cleared up things a little bit more for I'm just
2: curious I have him at 21 but like everyone I have over him I have a tough time justifying it. like the guy one spot above him I I don't think you'll agree with this, but I have Antonio Gibson at 20. I like Gibson a lot. I've been a big fan of his uh, since his rookie season. Last year, he still produced decently. He was injured heavily. I think the offense is going to be better this year with Carson Wentz, which might be a hot take. Um, I think that Gibson's a good player. I, I like oh, Guys I have just above Montgomery at 21, so I have Gibson at 20. I have Etienne at 19. I have James Conner at 18, which is pretty low on Conner for consensus, but I'm not a huge Conner guy. Uh, Zeke at seventeen, Javante at sixteen, Dobbins at fifteen. Anything egregious to you so far?
0: Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. I'm not. I'm out, and it Dude, sucks. I
2: love Dobbins. Why it's, are you out on him?
0: It sucks that I'm out on Dobbins because I love him as a player. I love him. I think he's talented. I think for that price, you're expecting him to be more of a workhorse back. Like you're expecting him to not only lead the backfield in rushing, but to basically be like a top seven top eight running back in snap in snap plays across the whole position. I just don't think that's going to be possible. I think Baltimore has shown that they go with more of a committee approach and no what? matter how good when, Dobbins gets. When
2: though last year when all the running backs were injured and they had a bunch of garbage
0: players, but well, wasn't that like kind of how it was the season before it was too? just, I mean, it was just Gus and JK though. Right. And Gus will be there, but the big threat of course will always be, lamar jackson there is a certain point where i will take dobbins i just think for how high that is i would avoid him and i I think we can see that i'm more of a i need to know my guys are getting are playing i need to know like they're you need security to find roles security yeah i like i think i like to play it safe what do you think
2: colt do you have any thoughts on dobbins i haven't 15 once i on on my like
1: friends dynasty roster so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I really hope that he pays off for me, because I've been stashing him on IR for about a year now. Um, but yeah, I'd probably view him a little bit lower than you, but probably in the same tier, honestly, as as Montgomery, uh, maybe a little bit higher, like somewhere between Acres and Elliott.
2: For sure, Zach, Zach. Where do you have Javante real quick
0: before we move on? I, 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 same thing with when Jamie Eisner came on. I don't have my best ball rankings updated like by like position, so I have to like manually count, which is annoying. Oh, but okay. I have Javante. I have Javante a few spots below Chubb, but in the same like conversation, okay. like as I have him at, 16. Chubb,
2: I have him at sixteen.
0: I have him at 16. I have 22. Yeah, and
2: I, I love Javante. I really do as a player. I think he's a stud muffin, like delicious. Um, but I think Melvin Gordon is really just going to be a total pain in the neck this season for Mm -hmm. him, especially with a contending team. Like they don't care. Like it's not like the Broncos of old where it was just like, okay, let's get our young guy out there. Like it's not like that anymore. The the situation I'll equate it to is the Buccaneers. Like they'll use their running backs, how they use them. They don't care who it is. They don't care where they come from. If you're producing, you're on the field is the way I'm going to get the vibe for the Broncos. They're going to win games and they're not going to care about, okay, Melvin Gordon's not really our guy. it's (laughs) Javante like I don't think that really matters and while I do think Javante is going to produce and I think he's going to have some monster weeks I think consistently week to week basis his snap counts are going to be pretty gross and I don't think he's going to have the touchdown upside people are thinking
0: yeah no I totally agree and look you I said it last episode too this is going to be the year where people really realize that committee's not, I wouldn't say committees, but like the, a workhorse back, like that's that's dying more than ever. You're not going to get running backs who are seeing eighty percent of the field exactly. anytime soon, unless you're at two hundred forty pound Najee Harris or Derrick Henry. But for Javante Williams, he could still be exactly what the Broncos want and need without playing more than like sixty percent of the snaps. Uh, I will say. That my first player comp is also a running back and is also compared to food. So I'm glad we all stuck on this same theme here. Uh, I'm talking about Joe Mixon and I'm comparing him to a peanut, just a peanut. If you want a peanuts plural, go for it. And the reason is that, like peanuts, some people are not going to be touching Joe Mixon. They've been hurt by them in the past. You know, peanuts are very prominent food in the allergy community. I got a few friends who were definitely allergic to peanuts. And I also have a few friends who have had Joe Mixon on the roster before, were burned by him and will never touch or draft him again. (laughs) And to me, last year, I drafted Joe Mixon. I was very happy with that selection. He was RB4 overall in PPR. And I think what's funny is that, this idea that he didn't see enough work, that he wasn't like getting the third down looks. that's that's kind of or not kind of that's really overblown. Yeah, sure. Chris Evans and Samaj P. Ryan were a little bit of a thorn in his side. They stole some third down work. But among all running backs, Mixon saw the seventh highest snap rate. So he was playing enough. And even with the possibility that he could be he still isn't being utilized completely on third downs, that does raise his ceiling to an extent where I'm I'm definitely taking him as one of like the first six, seven running backs off the board. I've still got my best ball rankings up. I have him as 10 overall. I have him as one, two, three, four, five, six, RB7. But like – I guess what I have up him, up. RB7. Yeah, there you go. See, we, we agree on some things. We disagree on certain things. Uh, but Joe Mixon, someone I love. I can see why others would want nothing to do with them. That's why Joe Mixon, you're a peanut. Thoughts? I love the comp. I think the better comp would be
2: peanut butter because he's better than just a peanut, but it mm-hmm. still has the same allergy yeah. it. Okay. Because I love Nixon. I think, you know, the offense is electric. He has a ton of red zone carries and touchdown opportunities. Perfect.
0: Awesome. Well, those were our first batch of players that we compared randomly to. Some extra discourse on the side. Always great trying to get as much fantasy football advice as we can, as well as giving our followers advice on certain social media apps to use including our sponsor here on the breakout football podcast link me l-i-n-k-m-e one word not only is it a social media app that can connect you with people across the planet but it is also a link sharing app it is perfect for people like me or luke or cole of content in thousands of places to just have it on one small, beautiful page. And you get a fancy little QR code that people can scan. You get a link and suddenly you share that out to the masses and bang, everyone has access to your content. It is called Link Me. If you're not on the wave, get on it already. L-I-N-K-M-E, wherever you get your phone or iPad or computer applications. So second batch of players, Luke, I see who you wrote down. We Cole and I have talked when we mention this player, we bring you up because of your rant the last time you spoke about him. So we no, are on this show. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. oh, we were on, oh, it's definitely during the football season, and you were talking about him and like how much you just don't like no, him. No, I don't remember it. the rant. I just didn't It was like week
1: 15. <laughs> was I it? I think it might have been. It was early. in December, right?
0: I don't remember. Uh, it might have been earlier. I'll have to look it up. But. Luke, the floor is yours to continue on your rant. I am so excited sure. for this.
2: I just want to say first of, first and foremost to 49ers fans and fantasy football players around the world that I was right that he is replaceable because they drafted, guess what? Another third-round running back. Congratulations. <laughs> you invested in the guy who was extremely risky, and he got burned because guess what? He's replaceable. Breaking news. The guy who was drafted, wait, was he undrafted? Or like seventh-round pick? I forget. Elijah Mitchell? Or like sixth? Sixth round Day three. He was drafted super late, I think. But anyway, my point being, the 49ers can't help themselves. It's like scratching an itch. They just have to have, like, seven running backs on their roster (laughs) any given second that they're alive. And guess what? It happened again. Elijah Mitchell could be their lead running back this year, but he probably won't be for the entire season because that's how the 49ers work, baby. It's just the way things go. I give it until week six max. But anyway, the comp for Elijah Mitchell for me is gas station sushi. (laughs) Could be delicious, but could give you the worst diarrhea you've ever had in your entire (laughs) life. And Elijah Mitchell is that guy for me in fantasy. I have him currently ranked as my redraft RB25, but he has a fat avoid tag right next to his name. I will not be drafting any shares of Elijah Mitchell this year in fantasy football. He's simply too risky. I mean, we're seeing the same exact thing happen in the Miami Dolphins backfield right now. It's just the way that Kyle Shanahan – and uh, Mike McDaniel, their systems, it's just the way their systems work at running back. They love an RBBC that has a few guys that can do a little bit of everything, guys who are a little faster, a little agile, uh, guys with different skill sets. And they, it's a committee. It's a revolving door. It's whoever's hot that week. They'll give some, There's a ton of carries and volume and opportunity to go around. And it's uber efficient. But Elijah Mitchell is not the consistent week-to-week running back that you want to draft in fantasy football. It's going to be a terrible game of musical chairs. It gives you a headache every time you set your lineup. <laughs> And it could be great some weeks, but some weeks he could literally get benched after he fumbles in the first quarter. So I'm completely hands off him and he is gas station sushi.
0: So you're never touching gas station sushi is also what you're saying. It, who who even does that? Jesus! Oh well, I, maybe the same people who draft Elijah Mitchell as like their <laughs> RB two, apparently. Uh, that was beautiful. That was exactly what we were hoping for. Cole, I don't know how you follow that up, man. I don't know how I follow it up either,
1: but I I guess I'll just sure, plunge like, are, right you, ahead. Are
2: agreeing with my, Elijah Mitchell? Yeah. On show? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. His I hype, have him low. Back in the day when I gave my original rant, was out of control. People were all over Elijah Mitchell. It was crazy. I saw I saw. Ooh, who was it? At the time, I think that Zeke was being valued under Elijah Mitchell and Dynasty. He was. And I said that, I quote tweeted, I was like, this is laughable. And it still is. So congratulations, Elijah Mitchell owners.
1: I've never had (laughs) gas station sushi. Is it that bad?
2: I haven't either. But I just, you know, I feel like it's just like a common metaphor. Like gas station sushi is like any food poisoning. Um, So that's why I went with here.
0: Cole. I don't know how you follow that up. Yeah. Good. Good luck.
1: (laughs) All right. So I picked Jameson Crowder and you know, he's not as prestigious as any of these other players. And there's a reason for that. And I'm comparing him to a three iron golf club, which is very hard to hit hardly ever used, but, like It's in your club bag, right? So that's what I mean by Jamison Crowder. He's most likely on some dynasty bench out there somewhere as a pinch hitter bi-week fill-in, but that's like the only time that you're going to use them, right? Because I looked at his stats and maybe you draft him to... Break into like the top sixty wide receivers, and he has a great chem, great chemistry with Zach Wilson. But this dude only hit double digits in uh PPR leagues four times last season, and his highest point total came in Week Four against Tennessee um, with nineteen point one points. When you probably didn't even have a bye week that week, so yeah, like that's James- Jameson Crowder in the in a nutshell. He's too valuable to be left off on the waiver wire but and you're and you're going to use them at some point in the season but it's only going to be for that one week when you're got absolutely devastated by bye weeks.
0: I will admit that I learned more about golf in that one little uh little rant than I did Jameson Crowder. Not to say I that was great. That was fantastic. Good job. Good job. I learned a lot about Jameson Crowder there too. I don't, I don't golf, so I don't really intend on golfing anytime soon. Honestly, I think it's really boring, uh, but I, a good analogy for someone like me who doesn't really know much about it and has fallen asleep trying to watch it. Uh, most it's times. it's much
1: better playing than watching it for sure. I can't watch golf either, but I love playing it.
0: Luke, are you in or out on golf
1: or Jameson Crowder
0: or
2: both? I, okay. Well, golf never really played. But I was my girlfriend's caddy once and it was really fun. You know, in general, Jameson Crowder, I'm kind of in low-key. I think it's gonna be a pain for Gabe Davis a little bit. A little bit, not
0: much, but a little bit. Yeah, he seems like a prime like best ball stack. Like you got Josh Allen, like you go get Crowder in the later rounds for cheap, and he'll give you a couple really, really good weeks. So I, I can totally see that reference. Uh sticking with the theme of wide receivers here, I got Brandon Cooks, and I teetered a few like minutes on which player i should do this comparison to oh, but i'm comparing brandon cooks to the state of wyoming just brandon cooks is wyoming <laughs> luke's face i
2: can luke. see it no i can see it. continue
0: well luke your face man shoot i wish we still did a, a video medium for this because that was golden but look wyoming's a cool place wyoming is just like, you know, you know what you're getting. It's consistently good being there. I was always like, why would I ever want to go to Wyoming? Like, it seems boring. It seems like it sucks. I'm out on Wyoming. I go there. I loved it. It was awesome. It was great. Is it like a top five, like top 10 state I would want to visit? Maybe top 10, but is it like a top five state I'd want to visit? Not really. Is it a state I'd want to go to once a year? Probably not. But I hope the, I hope. That I can visit there again. I really liked Wyoming, but and only people who've really gone there can kind of say that. Only people who've had the experience of Wyoming can say, like, oh, he's actually like pretty good. Why are you overlooking him? That's the same thing with Brandon Cooks. The people who have had Cooks on their roster before know that yeah, you'll get a couple bad weeks, but for the most part, you're getting a Hell of a good fantasy receiver last year, wide receiver, 20 ADP right now, wide receiver, 24. You, you basically know what you're going to get. And yet people just let him fall past that ADP by like a couple rounds. I did a puppy draft uh, a couple weeks ago. No, not a couple weeks ago, but like a week ago, cooks was there like two rounds after I initially was going to get him. I snagged him. Like, why are people still sleeping on cooks? That Breaking was the move on the show
2: right now. Free agent, wide receiver, Albert Wilson has signed a one-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go. Albert Wilson's still in the league? Minnesota Viking, Albert Wilson, here we go.
0: Oh, geez. Yeah, KJ Osborne's still wide receiver three there. Nothing crazy, but I'm glad we got some breaking news. We haven't really had much breaking news on the the whole show. Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, yeah, that's really all I had left to say about Brandon Cooks in Wyoming. Like He's had eight seasons. Uh, Two of them were... Under 1,000 yards, that was one of them being his rookie season. All the other ones, over 1K yards, you know what you're getting. You just got to try it out. Brandon Cooks is Wyoming. Thoughts on Brandon Cooks, Wyoming, Albert Wilson, the Vikings, anything that just happened there, Luke? My comp
2: for Brandon Cooks would be Arby's. (laughs) Why? Because it's really underrated, and it's (laughs) good. Whoa. Um, The Brandon Cooks, yeah, I love Brandon Cooks. Super good value every single year. Love it is arby's underrated i feel like it's just like
0: they have the meats that's like really it dude
2: yeah. arby's has the best curly fries Man, come on
0: oh really oh, what do you mean? oh okay stick there for curly you're, fries. you're ah. not even
2: able to give a take on arby's if you're like oh really about the curly fries zach. come on man dude zach the curly fries from arby's are gas
0: trust you know, you know what i think the best fries are and not dissuading against the curly fries but i've had this talk with my friends too cole maybe you agree best french fries fast food not a huge fast food guy but mcdonald's like if i want fries i'm going yeah. to mcdonald's yeah that's, that's yeah, like yeah that's anything that's but waffle thing. fries
1: for me what like waffle fries from chick-fil-a what? like those things are terrible man they never get the consistency wait, right Wait, wait, those. wait, hang on
2: you're saying they're bad
1: yeah they're bad bro
2: podcast. i'm leaving early Bruh, yeah thanks.
1: they never get them right like the uh, waffle fries that either too soggy too salty um or they could really or step
2: thick. on them in the back and i would still devour them
0: <laughs> i think they do <laughs> the way they look sometimes <laughs> they're so you're so
1: just good, a chick-fil-a man. blind disciple luke that's, no, that's I'm just not the
2: popeyes this. of a chick-fil-a boy
0: oh yeah i'm taking chick-fil-a over popeyes but wow, wow like
2: chicken sandwich from popeyes so i just don't it.
1: think i've had popeyes enough
2: wow i was not if I chicken that. sandwich from popeyes it is better pound for pound i promise you oh my mm-hmm.
0: gosh the chick-fil-a slander i can't oh my do they even have Chick Fil A in Utah?
1: Yeah, no. There, there's multiple Chick Fil A uh, in Utah. We don't have. We only got Canes like a few years ago in Dude, Utah. But balls. I will say, after being exposed to Canes in Arizona for the last three years, that Canes is better than Chick Fil A in almost every single way mm. in terms of chicken, fries, sauce.
2: No, 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 no. Down
1: no, to like no, no. the Cain ice fries the are sodas. so basic. Canes over Chick Fil A every day of the week.
2: Okay, I can understand pound for pound, pound canes over Chick-fil-A. That's a fine take because their sauce is god tier. Like yes. The fries that canes has are so basic. They're like the most unseasoned, crinkle-cut fry. You need to drench them in the cane sauce for them to be okay. The waffle fries from Chick-fil-A are sent down from God himself, blessed and fried in holy <laughs> water or something. And they come out and they are perfect. They're so good. They're That's a top three fast food fries. Hey, I'd
1: hold the horses on perfect because I've had many bad Chick fil A fries.
0: Your Chick fil A is bad then? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it, it might
1: just be the location. You're right. Yeah, West bad Coast Chick fil
0: A. Yeah. West Coast Chick fil A doesn't hit the same. I'm, now you guys got me hyped on on Canes because there's one coming to Gainesville next Whoa. in the fall. And I am.
1: Yeah, you're going to love it.
0: Yeah. Yes. I better hope so.
2: So good. I wish they had one. In, there's not one around me in New York or else I might go get it right now. I literally well, looked the other day on my phone on GPS. I was like, okay, is
1: there a cancer in here? Jeez. Really three I'm... hour DoorDash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, you know, especially if you're craving a fast food fried chicken. Well, if you have if for any of our listeners, if you have any of these thoughts, feel free to let us know on our social media. I'm at Zach Cohen FB on all platforms. He's at ham analysis on all platforms. Luke, you're at Luke Sawhook, right? Yes, that is correct on all platforms as well. Perfect. Yep. We are still on the Breakout Football Podcast. We each got one more spiel to give about a player comp. We've talked a lot about food. Maybe that trend will continue with Luke's next and final player.
2: Yes, it will. It will. That's right. This this
0: one is a a beverage. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. I don't know if you guys have had this said beverage, but I'm a big fan. Uh, the, my, my player is Trey Lance quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. He will be starting by the way. Uh, the comp is watermelon mountain dew. Has anyone had this? No, hmm. I've not had that. <laughs> okay. Well for the uninitiated, it is delicious. It is absolutely delicious. It tastes like, um, the watermelon Jolly Ranchers. Are we following now? Watermelon, okay. Jolly yeah.
1: Ranchers.
2: Picture the flavor. It is that but in a soda. It is delicious. It is so good. Absolutely adore it. Next time you go to the store, try it. It's Mountain Dew. It's called Major Melon, I think. And it has like a watermelon wearing like an army hat or something. Um, anyway, <laughs> the Compass Trey Lance, because it's a little unknown. It's unproven. You know, you don't really know what to expect going in, right? You're like, Watermelon Mountain Dew. Will this be good? I don't know. I'm going to try it. And it's sensational. It's delicious. Some would say it's better than the original, in fact. I wouldn't say that, but some would. Um, and Trey Lance is going to be that. It's it's unknown right now. You know, a lot of uncertainty surrounding. You know, he hasn't really started yet. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's still there. Uh, to Quote Mike Tomlin: We do not care. Uh, Trey Lance is going to be a top ten quarterback this year, and he is currently sitting at drumroll, please. Pretty low.
0: Pretty Will it low. load? Was it
2: like I don't 14
0: know. 14 or
2: 15? He no. He's sitting at QB nine in my rankings. Oh.
0: oh. I adore.
2: Trey Lance, and I think that he is going to crush it this year for fantasy football for a few reasons. I actually wrote an article about it on Dynasty Nerds, so I won't go on the full tangent here, but if you want to read that article, it's over at Dynasty Nerds. It's titled Why Trey Lance is the Biggest Breakout Candidate in all fantasy football this season. Um, absolutely adore him. Basically, here's the short version. He runs the freaking ball, and he has great weapons, and Kyle Shanahan is a genius head coach. He's going to be good for fantasy. We saw Jalen Hurts do it last year with way worse weapons Way uh, way worse coaching, and I think Trey Lance is a better, more talented player than Jalen Hurts with his actual raw athletic ability. I think he's going to get more rushing touchdowns. Uh, Lance has a floor of top 15 if he starts the entire season. I'll bet my life on that. I feel like he has a ceiling, legit top five. Uh, I love Lance at his ADP. I'll be drafting him every team I have this season, and he is a my guy for me 100% this year.
0: I have two little notes uh, before we get to Cole's final player, because one, I have it written down like on all over the internet that I think Trey Lance has MVP potential. So I'm with you. I'm totally with you on the upside. Second thing, I promise to any of our viewers, we are – we're only sponsored by link me like this. is, They're getting free advertising. You're reading Mountain Dew and Chick-fil-A and Popeye's and canes. <laughs> like we're, we're handing out some free advertising deals. I haven't eaten dinner yet. It sounds like you guys have any either. So this I is getting me
1: my starving. stomach is grumbling right now.
0: All right. Well, why don't we keep it moving? And then Cole, your final player and whatever random comp you came up for him.
1: Yeah. My final player is Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and he has weapons now. So it's nice. It's it's okay to be a Derek Carr stand now. But yeah, I, I compared him to, well, here, let me set the scene again. You sit down, nice restaurant, you got a basket of hot sauce in front of you and you start like combing through the selections and you get overwhelmed because there's like, you know, this ancient recipe hot sauce in front of you there's like your staples like your frank's red hot your sriracha your Whoa. tabasco so you can get overwhelmed looking at all the selections right Luke, luke's nodding his head he's been I love there. frank's
2: red hot it's the it's the, the signature hot sauce of my nachos
1: yeah exactly so like everyone has their forte so for me that forte is uh is cholula right i mean it's a staple it satisfies many without like breaking into that upper echelon of hot sauces but it's, it's always consistently like B plus A tier. And so that's like Carr. He's never going to break into that upper echelon of, of fantasy quarterbacks. And even he, right now, he's not getting a lot of love in the fantasy pros consensus rankings. He's at quarterback 15, but with all the weapons at his disposal and you know his old college wide receiver and Devontae Adams coming over to Las Vegas to pair with him, like Carr, he's, he's a solid option this year for fantasy. And if you like waiting on a quarterback like I do, then you're going to be taking him in the later rounds and redraft and reaping the rewards.
0: That did not help in, in uh, curing my hunger. I don't think it had cured Lucy. I know, hunger I apologize. <laughs> hey, that's, I don't want to say that's that spicy either. I mean, look, Derek Carr. Hart- Does he have the upside of like the Josh Allen's of the world? Definitely not, but he seems pretty rock solid to finish as a quarterback one barring like injury or something crazy going on in Vegas. So I'm totally with you on that for sure. Personally, I know I'll catch a lot of heat for this. No pun intended. I'm not a hot sauce guy because I'm just not a spicy things guy. Never have been. Not just like I don't think it's a taste. just Just
1: like a little spice. Like
0: Yeah, sometimes if it's like probably. there, I'm like, ah sure, but I'm I'm taking my spice off like that's my preference. I'm just so not oh. much
1: of an Indian food guy then.
0: No, definitely Dude, Indian not. food is so good. It is it's so,
1: so good. gas. I,
0: I love spicy food.
2: I'm not like I'm not like those, you know, those wild people who sit down at b dubs and be like, yes, I would like your hottest sauce, please. Like scorch <laughs> me. I'm not that kind of
1: dude. Torch my taste like, buds.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like that. But I love hot sauce. I love spicy food. Like, like hot, like medium buffalo wings are like my shit. I love wings. I love spicy food. It's my favorite. It really is. It's so good. Spice. I think like I literally think that like buffalo sauce or hot or hot sauce and ranch is the best flavor combination on planet Earth. give me a, oh, give me a better one give me a better one.
0: Oh, this is gonna catch some heat but i've been i've been saying this for a long time that people should sleep on chocolate and caramel like that is that is a goaded a goaded mm. flavor that's combination. a good one
2: that's really good that is really good but i think yeah. buffalo and ranch is
0: better but that's fine Cole, do you have a better uh, flavor combination? I mean, PB and J is underrated. That's an underrated combo. It really is. PB and J is good too. I'm still taking chocolate and caramel. It was a good call, Cole. Caramel is
2: not very versatile though.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's that's my thing too with it.
2: Yeah, buffalo chicken ranch pizza. Yeah, you know you got buffalo wings and ranch. You got
0: you know buffalo chicken. Anything ranch that's spicy
2: shit. with ranch is so good, dude. So
0: good. Here's what I will say about the chocolate caramel combo before I get into my final player. Chocolate and caramel, great. Can't miss. Literally, on like anything, it's versatile, right? Dark chocolate and caramel, eh, I'm out on. I cannot stand dark chocolate. I think it's an abomination.
2: I'm not I'm not a dark chocolate hater, but I think people who prefer dark chocolate to milk chocolate are just like, what are you doing with your life, man? <laughs> milk chocolate is sweet, it is delicious. Dark chocolate, while it is also delicious, it's just I'm not a big I think the flavor in the world or like the type of flavor in the world that I, I hate the most is bitter. That's why I don't like, I don't like coffee because I don't like the bitter taste. I love the experience of coffee. Let me tell you, I like, I like, I like the warmth. I like the smells, but you know, the bitter taste is it's out for me. And like dark chocolate has a twinge of the bitter and like I can do it, but milk is so much better.
0: All right. I don't really have a segue to talk about like coffee and bitter and food to this n- my final player comps. I'm just going to say it. Uh, Tyreek Hill. And I went through quite a bit of comps before I settled on this one. It's a little specific. Tyreek Hill is comparable to seasons eight and nine of The Office, the post Steve Carell era <laughs> of The Office. Have you, you all seen The Office? yes. Yeah, that's a great comp. That's a great comp. Okay, awesome. I was going to go with something else. I'll save it for like a little grab bag at the end. But look, everyone everyone knows Tyreek Hill. Like he's had some stretches of greatness, but suddenly there's just something new and now he, he might not be as good. He's still fine. He's still very, very fine. Look, Steve Carell left toward the end of season seven and that's when the show kind of fell off. It was still solid. It was still fun to watch. I understand why it had to happen. Similarly, Hill left Kansas City. I understand why. He won't be as good moving forward in fantasy, but he's still solid. He's still fun to watch. He's a player you should be okay with having on your team at the current price, but you shouldn't be thinking that he was, he is what he once was. So Tyreek Hill, seasons eight and nine of The Office. I'm a little surprised we didn't get like too much uh, pop culture comparisons some movies or tv shows in there but th- those are my thoughts Tyreek Hill season 8 and 9 of The Office Luke your thoughts
2: love it love the comp uh I I think Tyreek is honestly just held back by Tua so hard I'm a big Tua hater I've come to realize I don't which sucks <laughs> because I don't want to root against Tua I really don't it seems like a really nice guy and I mean the Dolphins are doing the right thing by surrounding him with weapons he, he's like especially for fantasy He's just not the type of quarterback you want. I'm very, like, against field generally quarterbacks in fantasy, like Mac Jones, for example. Tam- Tom Brady before he was in Tampa Bay for the most part. Pretty gross for fantasy. Usually, you know, uh, unless he had, like, Randy Mollins or something, obviously. Um, but, like, you know, his last few years in, in New England, like Justin Fields this year without his weapons. He's not a field general, but you know what I mean. Basically, quarterbacks, I think, like, I don't know. I just don't like Tua. I think that for fantasy, he's not aggressive enough down the field, throwing the ball. He doesn't really run. It's just gross. I just don't like it. And I think like Tua is a fine quarterback, but I don't think he's ever going to be the guy the Dolphins wanted to be. I don't think he is going to take the next step into a top 15, top 10 quarterback. He's just so inconsistent. He has a lot of turnover issues. Well, and while I do think he can, I mean, I don't think he's going to get worse adding Tyreek Hill alongside Jalen Waddell. I, I just don't think he's going to be that guy.
0: I'm glad you brought up Tua. And I do want your Tyree Hill thoughts, qu- Cole, quickly. But I did have mm-hmm. one that I was going to do, and I took it out. I was going to compare Tua to the Miami Heat. So you know I'm a Miami Heat fan. I'm from South Florida because of how disrespected they are. Look, I am not here saying Tua is a franchise quarterback, but I'm also not saying he's not one. Like year three, at minimum, let's say he doesn't progress like he's still inconsistent there's still questions with him having that type of offense around him can still make him a serviceable quarterback one in fantasy not a guy who's gonna blo- take the top off every can you give week me an example of a guy who's done that though because like I don't really think has, it's been done has there been guys with like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two of the fastest players in football now I'm not saying again like Tua is going to be Like the Josh Allen, but he could be a guy where it's like, all right, good matchup this week. I'll play him. He could get me like twenty points. Is he gonna light the? Is he gonna light up the scoreboard himself? No. But look, you dump it five yards. You let Hill waddle. Raheem Moster, Chase Edmonds, do what they do best and run fast you can make quite an impact in fantasy. So I think that's where, like, the disrespect comes in. No, I, Zach, I, agree with,
2: I agree with that. Like, actually, I do. I'm just saying I'm not the guy who thinks he's going to take the step.
0: I'm fine with that. I think that's a totally fine thing for two his future. think there's a world where, like, he doesn't take that step, but he's still, like, he's still fine enough? Where, like, he could be the, relevant gang, fantasy. Like Daniel Jones? Nah, because Daniel Jones like tries like that offense didn't have like the proper help around him. I, I think Daniel Jones sucks for what it's worth. So I'm not going to let like some predetermined player bias come into this because I just think he's a bad quarterback. I think with Tua, like at least the structure is there where he can, he can still be like, he can be fine. He doesn't need to be a franchise quarterback. He can be like you said, like a, mostly just a field general, doesn't really do anything special. And that could be enough where he's just like a matchup based starter in fans I really
2: don't want to say that Zach I really don't but you know for me it's (laughs) it's giving shades of you know I don't even think he's as good as this guy but I honestly it's giving shades of Baker Mayfield to me uh you know field generally guy you give him some weapons he's okay he's not bad he's okay you know everyone keeps thinking he's gonna bounce back everyone keeps thinking he's gonna take the step forward but then he just doesn't that's not like, bad.
0: That's not a bad comp, honestly. I'm not one of those guys who thinks like Tua, and I can't believe like we kind of did this whole Tua discussion off of this. Oh my gosh, Miami Dolphins Twitter, I don't know, if you know, is like you either... can't talk
1: about the Dolphins without talking about Tua and if he's good or bad. Like right. it's just it's you it's can't
0: tough. Go down that but it really is. Like I do have new faith. I have faith in the new head
2: coach again. I'm not rooting against Tua. I think he's a good dude. I I think if if I think I like watching him play. He's a really accurate passer. It's just like, I don't know. There's just something about him. I just don't feel it. I don't feel it. Mm. And like, I'm a notorious Baker hater, Um, you know, in the nicest way possible. I I loved watching him get cut or not get cut. I loved watching him like, you know, basically say like, I'm like the Browns not want him anymore. Because a year ago, speaking about Derek Carr earlier, I almost brought this up. I put out a poll a year ago. uh, I, I tweeted that Baker Mayfield was the most overrated quarterback in the NFL before this past season, most overrated quarterback in the NFL. I got so much heat. I had to delete this week. That's how bad it was.
0: Wow.
2: That's how bad it was. And now look where we are. And I'm just saying, I don't want that to come to Tua, but like, I don't know. I'm getting similar vibes there as far as, you know, decent quarterback, not the worst, probably starting caliber somewhere for sure. I just, I don't know. It's a really big make or break year for Tua.
0: It really is. Definitely. And I think the Dolphins have done a really good job at like surrounding him where even if he's not good, they can still win, which is like exactly what you want. And they obviously have the ammo to improve in the draft. So I I didn't put that in there. I didn't put that in there. Cole, did you have any others you were thinking about or like were you just like locked in on those three comparisons?
1: I was pretty locked in on on those three. Uh, I was trying to come up with like different categories that were unique and that were outside of like the food. Spectrum too, and I was just like, nope. I want a hot sauce, and I want an unwanted veggie tray.
0: <laughs> all right, not bad, Luke. Were there any ones you were toying with before we head out of here?
2: Oh, uh, not really. Honestly, I felt pretty good about all mine off the mm-hmm. rib. <laughs> I just <laughs> so, th- oh, real quick actually. Um, yesterday one of my well, what was it today? It was today. One of my followers, I did like an AMA thing earlier, and one of my followers g- gave me a fantastic question, very similar to the topic on the show. I was like, dude, I love the way you think. Um he asked me to compare the 2022 rookie wide receiver class to wing sauces from Buffalo wild wings. Mm. And I got, I got, I got four of them for you. Okay. So First uh, Drake London. I said it was medium, a true classic bold flavor that keeps me coming back for more. You know, he's a great player. He's solid. He's consistent. He's going to be a reliable big body target. You know, he, he's a big boy. He'll score a lot of touchdowns. My favorite. Love it. Great. Medium for, uh, for Drake London. Uh, next, we have Garrett Wilson. I have him as Parmesan Garlic. You know, zesty little fun flavor, but it's rich, powerful, and it's a staple for a chicken wing. You know, everyone loves a nice little Parmesan Garlic in their lives. Uh, you know, really high ceiling wing sauce. I think it's the number two to medium in my in my eyes. Uh, I think Parmesan Garlic, it, it's a great sauce. It really is. I think it complements a wing really nicely. Uh, third here, we have Traylon Burks. Uh, uh, we have him as Asian Zing. Uh, it's spicy. It's sweet. It's versatile. You know, it has a strong punch. It has, you know, it's it, it's not my personal favorite, but it's you know a favorite of many. Uh, it, you know, it's a really solid sauce, solid flavor. Uh, very, very, you know, interesting for sure. And then, uh, lastly, we have Chris Alave coming in as honey barbecue, a classic. Everyone loves it. It's a staple. Not too spicy. It's sweet. Uh, not as popular as medium, but it gets the job done. You know, it's a crowd favorite. And uh, you know those those are the wow.
0: comps there. Cole, I feel like you're you have uh, more expertise in this area to give feedback on that. What, what did you what did you think? It, sound, it sounded good enough to me, but like you're probably you probably know more about it than I do.
1: Yeah, no, it's it a solid is. list. I, I like it. Solid, solid comps all around. Um, I will say though, like. I've been feeling less on the Buffalo Wild Wings wave and more on like the Wingstop wave because I feel like you just get more food at Wingstop for I love I love a Wingstop trip. I really do.
0: Interesting. We have a Buffalo Wild Wings uh, up in Gainesville, but like when I'm home here, I'm going to like the local wing places like those local local is always my first choice. Like mm-hmm. you tell me we're getting pizza. I'm going local. You tell me yeah. subs wings. I'm going local over the chains. We're taking down big uh, companies. We're taking down large cor- corporations here in America. And honestly, I like the I think, mindset. yeah, we, we kind of tore down this whole show like that that was perfect that was exactly what we wanted we had some fun we compared some players i did i was gonna compare aj brown to um the office one but i felt like i'm way more out on aj brown i was gonna drop a west world season three comparison in there do you guys do you do what yeah you you know that you watch that no i don't i just say that's a deep cut (laughs) yeah west world season three was uh Oof! They changed up a lot and it did not work out well. I think that's AJ Brown in fantasy, but that's really the whole show. Then right there, I mean, Luke, we are so happy to have you on, man. I knew I knew you would hit this out of the park. I uh, want you tell the people if they don't already know where to find you, where they can find all your work.
2: Yeah, just come to Twitter, really. Uh, <laughs> at Luke Sawhook, you'll find it from there. Really, yeah, uh, it's a bunch of bunch of goofs, bunch of gaffs. You have a good time uh, while well, also, you know really diving deep in some good old fantasy content, baby. So uh, hop on over there, drop a follow on the socials and uh, come see what's up
0: mm-hmm. next week. We will either be off or Cole will have a solo show as I'm doing some traveling Cole. Any, any thoughts, any, maybe you take a nice relaxing week off or uh, you do something new and fun putting you on the spot here. I didn't mean to, but I'm curious myself. No,
1: we'll see. I'm gonna keep a lid on my p- potential ideas for the moment, mm. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I might, I might have to do like a whole little creative outline by myself and see what I can cook up for our, our listeners here.
2: Cole, well, if you need somebody else to come back on, I would love to.
1: Hell, hey, back to back, Luke Sawhook.
2: Just having the door open for you. That would be nuts. I, I'm loving the vibe here, boys. You know what? Like, I'm a podcast free agent. Just throwing it out there. Uh, you know, I need to <laughs> either make a new show or, you know, ride the coattails of
0: others. So,
1: All right, we'll have your agent. <laughs> I got to figure something out. We can iron out the contract details.
0: Have your people contact our people. And until that happens, this has been the Breakout Football Podcast. Guest Luke Sawhook, Cole Topham, I'm Zach Cohen. As always, make sure you're following us, you're leaving reviews, you're letting us know how poorly or how good we did on social media at Zach Cohen FB on all platforms, at Ham Analysis on all platforms. And as always, I'm out of here. Cole, your final thoughts, wrap it up.
1: Yes, sir. This has been the Breakout Football Podcast with special guest Luke Sawhook. And until next time, stay locked, everybody.